Well, Talking Church today is a fun episode. We get to talk about worship and production, and with me is Aaron Johnson and Caleb Bohr, and you, I will let you guys share a little bit about what you guys do and how you work together, and we'll just dive right in. It'll be great. All right. Should I go first? Yeah, great. Logan, thanks. Uh, yeah, my name is Aaron Johnson. <clears throat> I am the local creative pastor, and I uh, oversee worship and production uh, along with Caleb here. You play um, drums. And I play drums. So I come from a unique perspective that way with uh, being overseeing worship, but I am not actually like a... From an MD's perspective. Yeah, from a music director uh, and making sure that the worship leaders that are singing are set up well. So I'm taking care of a lot of the behind the scenes and drumming at times. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm the production director, so all things audio, video, lighting at all of our campuses, um, stage design um, for events, weekend services, on-site events, off-site events, all that fun stuff. And I get a lot of events. A lot of events. Yep. And I get to lead uh, a really awesome team uh, of 12 people uh, at our campuses and uh, from a central and broadcast uh, location as well. So yeah. Yeah. Now I recognize for a lot of people listening, it's a luxury for them to say, okay. To have even to even have two people in this area, there's a yeah. lot of churches that would have that peop, they would be one person. That's I've doing, done that. Yeah, yep. both of your roles, <laughs> yeah. uh, Caleb. You've done that, yep. at, you know, at a, at a church, and so we know that there's a wide range of people listening. Maybe there's some churches that are like us that have many staff in that area. But I hope that today we can maybe inspire some things with maybe what a large team could look like, but also kind of break it down on how we can manage it, even. It works at smaller campuses where it's a contract person um, that is doing production and a, maybe a part-time worship leader or a volunteer worship leader even. Um, we try to make it work across all different areas. But when when you think about how production and worship work together, again, if it's one person, it's maybe it's the left side and right side of the brain. <laughs> um, but how have you guys worked together from, you know, even though you also have a lot of production stuff, worship is kind of your main side mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. How have you guys learned to work together um, over you know the time that you have, yeah, I just do what he yeah. says. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, man, where to start with that? I, w- I would say how, how we have done that is, uh, first of all, I think this is kind of, uh, I think it's really important, but um, maybe it's obvious, but like build a great relationship, just bottom level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I, like actually I, like each other. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have a ton of respect for this guy, and we've known each other for a long, long time. And yeah. so um, that and respecting what each other brings to the table is really, really important. Like I don't view what Caleb and the production guys do as just tactical service stuff. I really view that as you're creating environments and ministry just like the worship leaders are, just like the messages, without what they bring to the table, nobody would, the experience in the room wouldn't be very good. They might not be able to see lyrics, see sermons, uh, like um, scriptures, all that sort of stuff. So the role that production brings is so valuable. And so I think sometimes there's like a, a misnomer that's just like a tactical thing that happens, but it's so important to the ministry. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I have a high respect for that. Yeah. So. From, from the production side, um, we kind of take a little, like, it feels like two parts to a whole where like worship is seeing production as 
artists and we are doing what we do in a very similar way as worship does it. When I'm challenging the people who I get the opportunity to lead, I'm saying we are servants. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we're there to do. We are serving the needs of the event, the needs of the weekend service, the needs of the people on the stage. We're there to serve. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's the approach that I think we try to take and going back. Yeah. Aaron and I have known each other for a long time. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. Um, so legitimately liking the people that, that you're working with is huge. And it always goes back to relationship. Like it's always relationship, mutual respect, um, for each other, but knowing that you're in the trenches together, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not one versus the other, which happens a decent amount between production, production and worship. Yeah. Um, it sort of feels like you guys are the stage people or the back people sure. who try to make you sound good and look good and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a natural place for contention to arise, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. have to be together in it, mutual respect. And then going back, if I can just quickly, um, lots of churches, I mentioned that I was a worship leader and mm-hmm. production lead and content creator. Like sure. I, w- I was the worship production yeah. film comm department, like yeah. all of it, uh, and did it with meddling results, I feel like. Um, but for the people who are that volunteers are Mm -hmm. your life. Like they are the lifeblood of what you do. That's still true even when we have a bigger staff than what I had at my previous church. Um, But even to a higher extent, uh, it was Mm -hmm. a single location, um, but your volunteers are your lifeblood and they are, it's not a means to an end, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're developing them and wanting them to grow, uh, but they're the lifeblood of your ministry. Just a, like a perspective thing. Again, we're every church at a different perspective, but like Mm -hmm. you mentioned volunteers every weekend between production worship, I mean, well over a hundred. I mean, yeah. at our oh, campuses, easy, yeah. I mean, maybe two hundred volunteers across all the campuses yeah. that that are happening in just in those specific areas. Yeah, yeah. so it's crazy to think about. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, I would go back, like on a practical level, we're gonna say how we work together. You know, obviously, all the relational stuff is really important and respect and all that. But on a practical level, like without clear communication between the two of us, which we have often. We don't even have it like even like a Thursday morning. We have our set kind of like run through of the service that we do with the experience team, uh, run through the graphics and everything. But uh, without clear communication, he can't do his job well, and I can't do my job well. So mm-hmm. what that means is like we will typically, especially on like special events, the, the weekend flow kind of like happens. <laughs> like we know that we're going to have a worship set up front and we're going to go into offering and announcements and we're going to end with a message like that hardly ever changes. So that flow will happen. But when we're coming up with any kind of special events, there's an extra song, there's an opener thing, whether that's in a service or a special event or whatever. Uh, I really, we sit down and we try to talk about well, how do we want this thing to feel? Like what is the first part of this service feel like? And to me, that goes even before the service start. I like to think, what's 10 minutes before the service? Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about that. Like, what's on the screens? What audio track are we doing? We try to often bring a custom audio track that somebody in the church makes to... Like, if it's a Christmas service, we want it to feel a certain way. So we'll often talk about that. Like, what's the mood? What's the vibe of when someone walks into the service 10 minutes before, all the way through them leaving? Mm-hmm. What's the lighting... What's the mood? How does that lighting... F- this is a song we're doing. What do you see lighting-wise? How can this 
happen? What um, here's what we're doing on the instruments instrumentation on the stage. Um, how can lighting support that? You know, mm-hmm. and so clear communication just about all the details of the service helps us both do our jobs well. Mm-hmm. When you think about those, I mean, a, a big question and. I'm sure there's a lot of worship and production people listening to this when they you know, see the title, but there's pastors, people that are not in that, maybe working with volunteers or working with other staff members. How do you guys balance the production excellence value with the first part of the importance of the ministry that it does? Because I think there's there's a, a lead pastor listening to this right now that says, yeah, that's awesome and great, but I have, you know, we know there's budget constraints, there's resourcing constraints. Um, we still have that conversation. I mean, I th- yesterday or two days ago, yeah. you know, we had that conversation. Um, <laughs> we're still having that conversation. So I want people to know that it's not like we figured it out. It's all perfect. We have the right amount of staff. We have the right amount of money. But there are realities to whether it be a special event or even just a weekend service. Oh, we want an extra song. Okay, well, that song you want played, maybe we don't have the skilled enough musicians to play that song. Or I mean, there's a number of different uh, issues that could arise. How how do we balance the scope of a, of a project? Again, it's not perfect, but to where we can start making decisions. Because I find that... <clears throat> Without you guys, I might not even know where to go. And not everyone has you guys. And so what would be some filters that you would give to people in special events? You know, we met conference just happened. You know, we did an opener for that. We did an opener last year at conference that has film support. Sparkle is a huge thing. Even Christmas Eve, Easter, big, big times. How, how do we start to establish the scope and then start to move forward? Yeah, I can I can tackle that one quick. Um so I think one of the things that exists is a gap in knowledge between what we do and maybe a lead pastor, Sure, which should exist. Yeah, a lead pastor set, has yeah. no reason to know all of these things. <laughs> what usually doesn't exist, but can feel like it exists is a gap in care. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just figure it out. Sure. What our job is, especially in production is to, I I challenge my team to lead with yes. Mm -hmm. Can we do this? Can we pull this off? Yes. Here's what it costs. And I don't mean just dollars. Here's what it costs in the hours. Here's what it costs in volunteer time. Here's what it costs in risk. Like if this is a late ad, the risk of, of it failing or not going exactly the way the lead pastor has it in his mind goes up. Yeah. So yeah, we can do that. Here's what it costs in those four areas, right? That helps to, to mitigate and bring down that gap that can feel like a gap in, I don't care how you do it, what you do Mm -hmm. it, but we, we cover that gap in knowledge, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So that's what I try lead with yes and tell us what it costs in more than just the dollar area. Like yeah. it can't always be, no, we can't do that. I need more money. No, there are other ways to accomplish these yeah. things. Um, and then the other part of it is the thing that costs $0 is being a good architect spiritually and emotionally for how you're putting together all of these different elements. That's mm-hmm. a big part of what we do, especially with our large events. People can't handle an hour and 15 or an hour 30 of constant emotional, like we're trying to yeah. rip your heart out or constant spiritual yeah. hitting on the same thing. Yeah. You've got to take people on an arc spiritually and yeah. emotionally. 
that's free. It just takes the time and the effort from both a lead pastor who knows what he's preaching on, who knows what he wants to accomplish in a service, communicating that to worship and production and working together to architect that service spiritually and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, man, that's great. That was, um, that was good. <clears throat> good job. No. Uh, when you talk about like pulling something off that we're doing and like budget and you talked about maybe uh not having the right musicians whatever i try to not think of all the ways that it can't happen first sure. and i try to go okay what what do i want what am i inspired by and the money will allow that or not allow that yeah. at some point now often the thing if it's a good idea and it's a a ministry idea you often can get there in other ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have this, spend this amount of money to like pull this heartstring on somebody and like mm -hmm. this connection with God costs this much money. You know, usually you don't have to make that call. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's going to be some other things. I, I try to go, okay, let's, everything's on the table. Let's do this. This is what I'm inspired by. Now, almost inevitably, it will probably have to be scaled differently because something that I see at a concert or some song I hear, whatever, is like amazing. And Harry it's like, Styles did it. Yeah, so we it's can. Like, we can do it. Well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but we could do something like that. Sure. You know, and I'm not trying to do exactly that thing anyway. You know, yeah, I don't want to rip it exactly, but what can I do that's uh, maybe a different scale to that? Yeah. Um, and there's just, I actually enjoy that challenge because that's where I think real creativity comes because mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't have unlimited budget, so I have to think of this a different way. Yeah. Uh, I have to, you know, like songs, you brought up that. Um, that's really crazy. Like, can we pull this song off at nine campuses? Yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. I, that's a filter that I run through my mind every time that I pick a special. Like, is this going to... Biggest campus, yeah, they can probably do that. But what is this going to feel like at a smaller campus? And sometimes it's like, well, let's pick a couple songs that people can choose from. Sure. That's one solution. Um, another solution is just pick a song that everybody can do. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like there's maybe some other solutions. Like tracks really help with that. Like they can supplement campuses that maybe can't pull it off as well. But I, I typically don't go, I'm going to make this awesome at the biggest campus and just forget about the rest of the campus. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if that's really what we're talking about, but that, no, that's, not a, that's not a big win-win for the church, you know, or just do that event at just one location, then you can pull it off, you know, but yeah. it's not a wind, blow it up at one place and not have it possible anywhere else. Yeah. And I think for people that maybe are single site, I, I think it still applies in the sense of like, are, are we going to set an unrealistic expectation of like, all right, we're going to hire the the best singer and bring them in. And, and, and then it just makes your team like, like, oh, wow, we, we showed on Easter, all the new people got the guest worship leader that was in town that, mm -hmm. you know, is really, really good. And then it's like, well, we, I didn't highlight our team at all. When, when we look at, obviously there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. I, I was thinking about when you said getting inspiration for conference two years ago, I think it was a Toyota commercial that yes, we, we yeah. all watched. We all were crying like in the, <laughs> that messed in the me up. yeah, it was like the, you know, the Paralympics thing. And, it, and we, yeah. that was our inspiration for it. And we made a beautiful film, you know, in response to that. Totally. But I, there are, I would say that 
we have the opportunity and, and I don't want to use the word luxury, but the empowerment that we get to make that decision. I think for a lot of churches and maybe a lot of production staffs and worship team, it comes directly from maybe the lead pastor and maybe the lead pastor's listening and they say, I'm the one who comes up with these creative ideas. Um, Caleb, maybe if you want to talk about this a little bit too, and, and AJ, even you've been here many years to see how that's grown. How has that, how, how do you bring, I'll, I'll sum it up this way. How do you bring ideas up and how do, how do you respond when I, you kind of answer that already, but how you respond when ideas come down, but what would you say, how do you bring ideas up that aren't necessarily the lead pastor's idea, but you guys carry the weight of services now, but someone else maybe who doesn't know that if they, the pastor's going to listen. Or, yeah. Uh, I'll speak to that real quickly. Yeah, if that's okay. Like I'll speak to that in terms of like songs. Sure. <clears throat> songs is a creative idea that would be going up mm-hmm. unless your lead pastor is writing songs and sending sure. them down. But that's not really what's happening yeah. in our world. Yeah. So um, the the worship leaders that are writing songs here, years ago, we were just writing songs. And they helped the church, but I wouldn't say that they were like inspiring up. You know, sure. they were like they were great songs and they worked well in church. There was a key moment where a song was written that actually inspired Pastor Rob to change and gave him language for Easter. It was um, both sides. Mm -hmm. That was the first time that I can remember where it was like, oh, we're really actually giving ideas up now. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if we weren't writing in the flow of the church calendar. Like We knew we had an Easter song coming up, so we can't be writing an Easter song in April. Yeah. <laughs> like we could finish it, but we won't be able to use it for yeah. Easter. So we had to, we were hustling to get that song because we thought it had a chance to be something for Easter that year. And we were hustling in January to try, like, we got to get this. If this isn't done by February, we can't get it in the flow enough, mm-hmm. early enough. So that's one way is getting ahead of the calendar and trying to lead up an idea that way. Yeah. And now I think a lot of our songs are actually yeah. doing that for the church. Which yeah, our is theme for this year, Asik Pray. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So that that's one thought I yeah. had. Yeah. On the, on the ideas coming down to you, that happens too. Um, so a couple of things that we've tried to do when ideas come to us that we are now expected to, to execute. Um, if it's an awesome idea and you can make it happen, make it happen the way your lead pastor wants it to happen, right? Like if yeah. you're on board with it, let's go. <laughs> um, if it's something that is lofty and too much that for you to figure out or budget or whatever the restraints are, I like to try to go a layer or two deep and go, okay, you saw this thing on whatever TV show, you heard this song, whatever it is. What about it made you want to do this in a service? What are you trying to accomplish with the feeling and the tone of video, song, whatever giant thing you saw on, I don't know, America's Got Talent or like the voice Mm -hmm. that we can't pull off at our church. What about it hit you to the point where you wanted to bring it to us and make this happen at a church? Once you peel that first layer back of, they zoomed all the way in to go, this is the idea I want to accomplish. Take a step back and go, why? How can I how can I accomplish the goal that you're really looking for for what the people in our church need? And let's talk about how we can accomplish that. On the opposite side, maybe your lead pastor 
dug up a song from 15 years ago and wants mm. to do that song. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's not as cutting edge or new as I want it to be. Same idea. What is there in that song that yeah. hit you spiritually or emotionally that makes you want to do that? Is there something more current, yeah. more doable, more attainable that we can accomplish that exact same thing in a way that we actually feel proud of? I mean, I've had those conversations with Pastor Rob. Like yeah. He would suggest a song that in his mind would, would work really, really great. And he's right. But it yeah. felt like to us a little bit like dated, not quite great. So, you know, instead of just saying, no, we're not going to do that. That's a dumb song. <laughs> That's not a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think this song would still accomplish this, you know, and you bring an example. And it's a little bit newer. It's something we wrote. It's in our house. It's in, you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. Uh, he hasn't had a problem with that. Yeah. You know, because he's not. He's just looking for the moment, like yeah. to hang, yep. hang the sermon on or whatever. But I think also there are times where the answer is just okay, you know, 100%. and it's and it's okay. We're gonna do that, and we're gonna and yes, you sir, can't yes, you can't say okay and then do it horrible and say told you. Yeah. Once no. you say the okay, it's yeah. we're gonna give this our absolute best. And then on the other side, I mean, I even think of AJ with conference. I said, hope has a name has to be played. <laughs> yeah. I said, it's not, yeah. it's a non-negotiable. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And, but you said, Hey, could it be a different rendition? Sure. Yeah. And we did that and it was yep. great. Um, but it's, there are moments like that where who's ever in charge of the event is going to make a decision. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said is, is asking the why. Cause I, what I've been thinking this whole time is there's going to be somebody that's critical of, of this whole podcast saying you guys are talking about special things and like we're a church like it doesn't matter we shouldn't america's got talent harry styles what are you talking about like you shouldn't even be looking at that and i i would say sure like yes but but also like there are moments where if you're looking at that for inspiration maybe that's not right maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing that special thing maybe you should be focusing on the sermon or focusing on getting your chords right and remembering the lyrics sure. let's let's put that aside to say that's what you should be doing first mm-hmm. these this is extra above but i also think that you know you look at god and how creative he is and God is a God of creativity. He's an artist. I mean, we just, the web telescope pictures are just coming out recently and it's like, oh my goodness, God is just such a beautiful artist. And so I think there are absolutely ways to have that artistry and creativity that points people to Jesus. And I think that's the distinction that I would say that we, in our meetings, we always talk about if ever a special moment points people to us or points people to our guitar or points people to the, the singer We've done it wrong, dude. Totally, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Like, the word that I always keep in my mind is like empathy. Like, the, a creative idea just for the sake of creativity is just a flex. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you have the if you have enough money and enough talent, you can pull it off. But like, what is the purpose behind it? How is it helping serve ministry? So it's like, I always try to put myself in this seat of like a person in the middle of the room who isn't really kind of on the fence with church and God and like, what is this impact? How does this help the message that we're yeah. trying to serve? And, you know, I think you brought up that um, opener a couple of years ago. We, every filter that we, every moment in that planning of that, we had the filter of a pastor. Yeah. Because that's who was going to be in the room, pastors and having them remember who God was. So every decision was made with that. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. And your creative, uh, the stuff that you're bringing to that should should help that purpose, Mm -hmm. not just for the sake of 
being a fun idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. When, when you think about, you know, again, those listening, there's, there's a couple different camps, but what would be one thing that you would say to a production or worship staff member that you'd say, Hey, when you, when you're planning something special, a special part of service, or whether that be a, a special event or just a special part in your service, what maybe would be your, maybe something you haven't shared yet that you think would be a great tool for them. And then maybe the same thing in response to that lead pastor to say how, as somebody who is that person, maybe a, a, a way that you'd love to work with that lead pastor again. It's not, you're not talking to Pastor Rob here, but just helping people kind of process through that. I just want to make sure if there's anything else. I know we kind of did a little crash course here on special events, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to make sure that we, we don't miss anything you wanted to share. Yeah, two things on that. So in the service, when you're talking about um, a special event, getting into that and getting out of it is super important. And I've shared this before in a couple of contexts, um, but we showed a film one time at an event that literally, like not literally, ripped the hearts out of these women. And it was like so emotional. And we didn't not provide yeah. a place, not, <laughs> not, not literally, but no. didn't provide a place for them to respond sure. to that. Yeah, it was that film, and then I kid you not, it was the guest speaker. That was our plan, like sure. going into it. <laughs> wow. That was not fair to the guest speaker. Yeah, for that we did back to back events. They were the same thing two times in a row, and yeah. we fixed that. Like we changed it and played a song there to allow people to respond to, process, to yeah. what we just did. How That's you really get good. into these special events and how you get out of them. If it's celebratory, have somebody high energy and get people pumped up. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be that. It can be anywhere across the spectrum, but you have to know how you're letting people respond to those. Yeah, I was at an event the other day and there was a tongue and interpretation. And then right after the interpretation, the MC was like, all right, you guys can take your seats. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. like what? Yeah, yeah. so it's be, knowing, and, and again, it, he wasn't planning for that, nope. but he was just doing what he was doing, but yep. it's trying to figure out how in those special moments you can land. Yeah. yeah. The second part of it is emotional intelligence with your leader. The person you report directly to your lead pastor, you said, Hey, sometimes when they say do this, you just do this. Yeah. Having the emotional intelligence and the relationship with the person you're, uh, you're, um, responding to mm-hmm. is huge contextual clues of like, Nope, I want you to do like, I want you to do this. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, and that emotional intelligence, it's a hard thing to teach in a podcast for a sure. few minutes, but yeah. like <laughs> developing that skill yeah. to read your leader and know your leader and go, my leader's trying to accomplish a thing mm-hmm. that I can help that person accomplish possibly yeah. differently, yeah. or my leader feels passionate about this thing, yep. that's a yes, sir, yes, ma'am yeah. situation. And being comfortable yeah. to ask those questions. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. AJ, anything? Um, you asked, like, speaking to a lead pastor, you know? Yeah, either. Yeah. Either. Just anything, any last thought you wanted to, to add? I would, I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but I think a lead pastor having a close relationship with worship production creative people is really helpful like and getting the why trying to i want to know like the the heart behind mm-hmm. what they're doing yeah and getting like because i want to bring the best songs i want to bring the best ideas i want to bring the right mood lighting wise and all that sort of stuff and it's if i don't know and we don't have that kind of relationship and uh, i don't have enough time to like respond and get ready for it. Yeah. It will still be great, but I just, I'm trying to make the most impact. Mm -hmm. So I would say giving the, 
the creative team enough time to actually pull and bring their creativity to a service is really, really helpful. Yeah. When we talk about a special event, we probably plan it for like six months. Yeah, it's a long you know? time. And uh, sometimes sermon series, not sometimes, often, <laughs> we don't necessarily have them all that soon. Well, we do. These get changed. Yeah, yeah or that, and that's fine too. That's fine. But yeah. like, I would love like, Hey, this is coming up. Like mm-hmm. when Pastor Rob texted me and said, "Hey, in three weeks, a month, whatever, we have this," mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, great! Let's bring something to yeah. it." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that that's just things like that are so helpful because it takes totally. time to pull off these creative things. Yeah, it can't just happen in three days. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I think most people miss about what um, what we do with big events is how long the on ramp is, and I I I don't think it's because we couldn't pull it off if. If it was shorter, I mean, some things maybe not, but I think it's because the investment and the creativity, uh, that's something I've had to learn. I'm a, I'm a, I have a lot of creative skill sets, but I would say my natural tendency is to be more linear and mm-hmm. just get things done and, and let's point A to point B, it's easy. And so I've had to learn working with, you know, you guys and other creative people on our team to really try and understand the, that what they're trying to make is something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do is be efficient. And beauty and efficiency can work, but they're not always on the same p- plane. Yeah. And so trying to figure out even that heads up, it doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to need an opener and it's four minutes long. Well, that that could be helpful, but also, hey, I'm trying to invoke this idea. Could you guys come up with some ideas and bring them to me next yeah. week, and then we can talk about it? Well, maybe he knows it's an opener, but then what if you guys like an opener too? Oh, well, now we're aligned, but rather than just cutting it off and saying, here's what you got to do, this is how much time you have, versus sharing, like you said, Caleb, here's what I'm trying to accomplish yeah. Maybe you guys could bring a better idea, even who knows, maybe a cheaper idea, not always, but um, on how it could be accomplished. I yeah. love that relationship. And hopefully for people who are worship and production, this was valuable. And even people who are not to feel like this was a connecting the dots on that. And I know you guys have taught breakouts at conference before, mm-hmm. and those are on the network site. And so if there's any questions for Caleb or AJ, you can message network at riverValley.org. But I want to say thank you for this crash course on special event planning (laughs) and uh, hope to have you guys back on the podcast soon. Thanks, Logan. Thanks, Logan.